welcome back to another episode on Project Worthy's podcast. Today we have a visitor, a longtime friend of mine, Arnold Woods. Hey, Arnold, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm a big fan. I'm a big <laughs> fan. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm honored to be on, be on with you. Thank you. Well, before we get started, I just wanted to let everyone in the audience know that I am a white female and what we're going to speak about today has to do with uh, people of color. And I just wanted them to know that I am here to learn and applaud all of Arnold's efforts in the community. And with that said, Arnold, do you want to describe what your job title is? Sure. I am the Director of Multicultural Student Success um, for the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences at Iowa State. I actually started that role about three weeks ago. So I'm relatively new, but I've been working at Iowa State years now. Uh, I was in the graduate college before I started this um, particular role, but I've been, uh, my experiences with working with students of color, um, first generation low income students, um, students from marginalized backgrounds generally. So it's uh, uh, a role that supports those students and, you know, provides them access to resources to help them um, persist and graduate in, in school. And that's what my passion is. So I've been doing that for a number of years. And this role is kind of just uh, um, a leadership role in a, in a different area of the college, but still working with students of color. Okay. And do you know why you wanted to work in that higher education level? Yeah, I had um, been working for a public school district. I worked for the Waukee School District for a few years. And um, working in K-12 through was a good experience. But um, I think that my experiences working with, with college students in like public organizing settings, um, specifically with the NAACP, which is a civil rights organization, uh, I had the chance to kind of uh, mentor and work with some college students in that setting. And that made me really want to work in higher education. That's and amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was um, looking for jobs in higher ed and applied for a few things at Iowa State and Specifically, I wanted to work with students of color and, and other marginalized students to kind of help them because I'm um, I come from a marginalized background, right? I'm a black student or I was a black student and I went to Iowa State and I remember, you know, with the challenges that I faced and so the opportunity to, to help current students like navigate those challenges and remove those barriers was something that really appealed to me. So that's why I wanted to work in higher ed. Absolutely. Can you give me an example of racism or a time when you had a challenge, whether it was you or actually one of the students that you're working with? Yeah, so for me, like, uh, and, and you know, we came from, we went to school together. We went to school mm-hmm. together in Des Moines and Des Moines public schools relative to the rest of Iowa is pretty diverse. And so yep. for me as a student, uh, we graduated in 2007. And so that fall I, I came to Iowa State and it was a culture shock for me because Iowa State is a very white institution. Oh. It's um, uh, like when I was here, um, like 80% white. And so coming from, and, and it's, you know, thousands of students, tens of thousands of students. So coming from our environment into more public schools and coming here, like I was meeting people from rural Iowa who had never like really met any black people before. And so some of the interactions that I had with like students, um, there was a lot of microaggressions. There was a lot of like, um, things like assuming that I played sports because I was black and I was here, right? Assuming that 
um, I got some kind of like scholarship or some kind of um, additional assistance, just like those assumptions that you make. Um, those are kind of like the personal one-on-one -on -one interactions. And then as a staff member, I've seen um, some of my students go through, you know, seeing racist graffiti sprayed on um, on walls and dorms and on sidewalks on campus and, and, and racist propaganda put up on, on light posts and stuff like that. So it's a combination of those things. And then you also have to keep in mind that a lot of students of color at a large white institution like Iowa State, and it's not unique to Iowa State, right? It's every like big okay. Midwestern institution is, you know, the demographics are overwhelmingly white. And so a lot of them are the only ones in their classrooms um, on in different campus spaces where they're the only ones that look like them. And so they're kind of like overly aware of how they're being perceived. And um, so the work that I do is trying to kind of push back against that type of stuff, um, both for what they're experiencing. And then as I'm also informed by the experiences that I had when I was in their position. I got you. Okay. What is the best thing about working with students of color? For me, the best thing about it is um, just seeing them thrive, seeing them achieve the goals that they set out to achieve. So uh, before I was in this job, I was one of my main roles was helping students of color who were trying to get to grad school. So a lot of first gen students, a lot of students of color don't really, you know, understand the process of like applying to grad school or um, looking for funding for assistantships, stuff like that. And so um, my job was to help them with that, help them with that process, maybe help them take the GRE or whatever else it is. And so to see them, um, you know, the, the two and three years that I have with them, to see them at the end of the journey and, and you know, graduating and on their way to grad school or whatever else it is that they're um, goals are to see them achieve that and to to have a small role in that success is really gratifying because these students, I mean, they're much more brilliant than I'll ever be. Uh, they're in these majors like, you know, engineering and um, biology and uh, computer science, all that type of stuff. And um, those are, again, majors with not a lot of people who look like them or have their experiences. And so for, to see them overcome that and to see them reach the end of their uh, their journey at Iowa State and, and get to transition into bigger and better things. That's just really, really amazing to me. It, it, it's emotional for me because it's, you know, we've built these bonds. And so to see them, um, you know, reach the success that they set out to, to, to achieve is just really, really dope. And it's why I do what I do, really. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't believe that we've been friends for so long and I didn't even know fully into detail the little things that you do on a daily basis. Do you think that kids that are graduating in high school and they're looking at college and stuff, do you think that most, if it's a Midwest thing or if it's a high school thing, however you need to talk about it, that people or children of color aren't seeing all of the same pathways and resources that maybe white people are when it goes to the process of getting into college? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a nationwide thing. Um, but you also have to look at like the different demographics of different places um, in America where, you know, we live in a very white state, right? Iowa is very white. Mm -hmm. And so other states like in the South and stuff like that, there's more students of color where they see people like themselves. But overall, like the, the big thing is like leadership positions, right? Like who's in positions of power um, within the educational system. And that's still basically everywhere. It's like overwhelmingly white people. Mm -hmm. And so 
uh, you know, a high school student who is in a, a district that might not have as much funding or, um, you know, the quality of teachers or materials or resources might not be as good. Like they're going to have a, a, a more difficult time trying to get to college. And then when they get to college, they might not have like the uh, a knowledge base of how to like succeed in college. So um, again, that goes back to what they see when they're in high school. And um, a lot of students don't see a lot of black students, a lot of brown students, um, you know, a lot of students of color in the K through 12 system don't see a lot of teachers or, or staff members or principals or whatever um, who look like them or who share their experiences. And so that's, um, you know, that's an issue that um, education as, as a whole is, is has to look at as um, how they can change that and how it can um, kind of shift the perspective so that these students can um, have better and, and more fulfilling experiences in K through 12. And then that can kind of set them up better for success when they when they want to go on to college or whatever else they want to do. Okay. Do you remember any times in the high school before you actually made it to college when you experienced something like that where there was like a break in the system that wasn't able to help you or someone that you knew? Yeah, well, I had a lot of friends. Like for me, I came from a family of educators. Like both of my parents were like teachers, basically. Like my dad worked at, um, my dad was like a, a staff member at a small college and my mom was like a special education teacher. So for me, like I had a leg up and both my parents went to college. Like my mom and my dad were the first people in their families to go to college. So they were really, they would really get on me about, you know, college wasn't really an option for me. It was just like assumed and like that I was gonna go to it. But a lot of my friends who I grew up with, um, they didn't have that benefit of having like parents who, um, who had gone to college or who, could give them some some sort of like support and in, in terms of like what college looks like and how it can be how they can be successful if you look at like um for for like the k through 12 like students of color have a really tough time navigating k through 12 um because of the way that like um the leadership system is structured and because of things like um like disciplinary stuff right like zero tolerance stuff like that okay. overwhelming overwhelmingly does not benefit students of color because students of color are more likely to be seen as like threats or um, they're just disciplined harder. And I remember when I was working for a public school district, I like looked up the statistics of like out of school suspensions, right? Like who, like by race, like who are the students who are getting suspended out of school as a punishment more than others. And like overwhelmingly it was like black female students in K through 12, like off the charts being punished more. And so it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, they feel like administrators and teachers look at students of color, you know, young black girls as like um, problem kids. And then they get kind of like um, pushed to the side and they're not um, uplifted as enough, enough. They're not um, told like, hey, you can achieve, here are some resources for you. And then like, that's where the gaps start to occur, I think. How can I be challenged as a white person? To me, I think it starts with like recognizing your biases, like look up implicit bias, stuff like that, where it's like um, understand, uh, understanding your identity and the way that you're, um, the role that your identity plays in your in your day-to-day -day life. A lot of white people don't view themselves as white. They don't understand like what whiteness entails, um, the power that comes with whiteness, the privilege that comes with it. 
And so it's easy to dismiss when it's, you don't feel like it impacts your lived experience, but it does. Um, whiteness impacts white people as, 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 um, in the, in, um, and like this, not in the same way, but like it, it, whiteness has an impact on white people's everyday has an impact on the lives of people who are not white. So like really mm -hmm. dig into like what identity means, how that um, plays out in your experience and then the experiences of people of color and also center those people, right? Center the people who are most vulnerable. When I say center, I mean like those are the people who you have to be thinking about first. Um, mm -hmm. Students of color, um, not just students of color, but like teachers of color, administrators of color, um, because they have to um, deal with racist uh, racism too as they try to like navigate their careers. So mm -hmm. um, look into your own identities, um, the role that your identity plays in your experience. And then like from there is where you can kind of start to um, see the way that the systems and structures within education are set up to um, elevate others, elevate some students at the expense of, at the expense of others. Okay. Do you have anything else that you would like to add before we end the podcast today? I would just like to, um, again, just shout out my students, the students that I work with, that I've worked with in the past and that I'm, I'm going to be working with now, um, have overcome so much. Like I've worked with students who, um, immigrated here from, from different countries, students who, you know, English isn't their first language. They're the first ones in their families to ever attend college. And I've seen them like overcome so much. I've had students who took a year off in between high school and college so that they could like work in meatpacking plants in order to save up money to go to college. Like I've seen the entire um, gamut of experiences from, from students who have to overcome like these incredible challenges. And so for me, my work that I wanna do is try to remove those challenges. Like, yes, it's incredible that these students have overcome, but I want to put them in a situation where they don't have to overcome, where they can mm -hmm. just only focus on their academics and what they want to do in the next step, rather than having to, you know, being forced to um, deal with racism and, and deal with marginalization in these spaces. So um, I love the work. I love the work that I do. It's, it's difficult. It's exhausting. Like as a Black person, um, dealing with uh, racism, like I said, myself as, and I've, you know, I've been an undergrad student, I've been a grad student, now I'm a staff member, like I've seen it at, at multiple levels and mm -hmm. it's exhausting and it's, it, it sucks. And so, um, again, I just want to try to, to try to, you know, remove the barriers that exist and that have been set up intentionally um, for marginalized students. I want to remove those things so that they can just thrive and be their authentic selves and not have to worry about anything else. You are doing amazing work. I'm just like kind of just shocked in the background over here. Like, wow, you are a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, I know that we talked about um, doing more podcasts with you. Cause we have so much to talk about. Yeah. We can split them into little episodes. Do you think that on one of those episodes, we could get maybe one of your students on here to talk about, you know, uh, the struggle of their life and, and what they've accomplished and basically the end being their, their success story. I would love that. Yeah. I, I know several students who I think would be good to, to talk to you. So yeah, that would be dope. Well, we can do all of them. We can do more than one, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> excited. I'm so glad that you talked to me about this and then to anyone that's listening. Arnold, would you mind giving your contact information to our listeners? 
Yeah, you can just um, hit me via email. Um, I'm always, you know, I have it on my phone and I'm always like checking my emails and stuff. So it's um, AA Woods, A-A-W-O-O-D-S at iastate.edu. You can reach me. Um, that's the best way to reach me is via email because um, I'm always checking it. So, yeah. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. And thank you, Arnold, for joining us today. We hope to record another episode with you soon. Have a good day, everyone. Please visit our website at projectworthydsm.com. If you would like to speak with me directly, you can email me at projectworthydsm at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, all with the handle projectworthydsm.com.